Welcome everybody, this is Pastor Eli James along with Stock Charter Dan, and uh, this is May 14th, 2022, and we're proceeding through the book of Joshua. A couple of real quick announcements. Uh, last week, uh, I think we did one of the most important shows that we've done on the Old Testament, Dan, when we uh, reviewed uh, the uh, ge- genetics, the heritage of Rahab. And we found out through a diligent uh, study and an article that we read from uh, the uh, uh, Worldwide Church of God, Herbert W. Armstrong, detailing the heritage of Rahab, showing that she was, in fact, of the tribe of Ephraim. So uh, not uh, a Hamite, as I had been supposing all along, but uh, this article that we read last week really shows that she was, in fact, of the tribe of Ephraim, which had actually invaded uh, Palestine or Canaan land uh, on their own long before the Israelites crossed the Jordan River, which we're going to be covering today in Joshua chapter 3. Okay, so uh, I just want to point that out to everybody. You can go to the downloads page at the main website and go, and then you click the down, uh, the, the down bar, uh, the drop down uh, button, and go to GTR or Genesis to Revelation, and you can listen to last week's show. It's really outstanding the information we presented last week. Okay, so uh, and then so this week. Uh, we're just going to resume uh, no, normal <laughs> normal coverage of Scripture. This is Joshua chapter 3. Okay, over to you. All right, here we go. Joshua chapter 3. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they, re- and they removed him from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. That's right. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow Yahweh will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant, and went before the people. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you are come to the brink of water of Jordan, you shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of Yahweh your God. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. 
Behold, the ark of the covenant of Yahweh of all the earth passed over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. <clears throat> and it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of Yahweh, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overflowed all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of Yahweh stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Okay. All right. So this, uh, I forgot to mention the second point that I was going to make. And this whole chapter is about the Israelites passing over the river Jordan. And uh, we've got a lot of posts up on Your Folk Radio about the Amarna letters, about the uh, various Yahweh inscriptions that have been found uh, dating back to this period of history, which is around 1406 B.C. So if the if these records are accurate, and I do believe they are, the records from Mount Ebal, and uh, down towards Elephantine on the Nile River, and both places they have found Yahweh inscriptions. You know clearly uh, uh, the name of Yahweh uh, by the Israelites, proving that the Israelites were the only ones who used that name, and the Canaanites did not. That's a myth promoted by secularists that the that the Canaanites also worshipped Yahweh. No, the Israelites were the only ones that had an exclusively one God, namely Yahweh, and the archaeology is proving it. So that's very important for people to know. And so I think we can now hone in the exact date of the that very first Passover, more than likely 1406 B.C., Okay, and that would be 14 days after the spring equinox that year. And so that would give us a really accurate timeline from, you know, the feast days that began in that year. Okay, the, the, the Israelites did not practice the feast days until they crossed over the Jordan. They were just, they were practicing maybe as they were wandering out in the desert, but they didn't have the capacity to pass these, uh, pra, uh, uh, practice these feast days while they were wandering in the wilderness. So here it all begins. Very important uh, to understand. This is the beginning of the feast day calendar for the Israelites. All right. Okay, so chapter 4. Chapter 4. <clears throat> and it came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, that Yahweh spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command you them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you and lead them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe of man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of Yahweh your God into the midst of Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of Yahweh. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan, as Yahweh spake unto Joshua, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood. 
and they are there unto this day. For the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished that Yahweh commanded Joshua to speak unto the people, according to all that Moses commanded Joshua. And the people hasted and passed over. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over that the ark of Yahweh passed over and the priests in the presence of the people. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the children of Israel as Moses spake unto them. About 40,000 prepared for war passed over before Yahweh unto battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day, Yahweh magnified Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him as they feared Moses all the days of his life. And Yahweh spake unto Joshua, saying, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come you up out of Jordan. And it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of Yahweh were come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up unto the dry land, that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place, and flowed over all his banks as they did before. And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped at Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For Yahweh your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as Yahweh your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of Yahweh, that it is mighty, that you might fear Yahweh your God forever. Okay, well, if the Bible says the river dried up, the river dried up, <laughs> right? Whether Absolutely. or not, yeah, whether or not it was a myth. A temporary dam upstream of some kind. It's, I think it says the city of Adam, which is probably north of Jericho somewhere. So it's quite possible that, uh, you know, something, maybe uh, an earthquake or something shifted the ground and then, uh, it, it finally temporarily restrained the river and then it began again right after the Israelites got across. Okay. So if Yahweh wants a miracle, he'll, he'll, he'll do one. Period. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter five. Chapter 5, And it came to pass, when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that Yahweh had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel, until we were passed over, that their heart melted. Neither was their spirit in them any more because of the children of Israel. At that time Yahweh said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives. And circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that came out were circumcised. But all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them they had not circumcised. For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, till all the people that were men of war, which came out of Egypt, were consumed, because they obeyed not the voice of Yahweh, unto whom Yahweh sware that he would not show them the land, which Yahweh sware unto their fathers, that he would give us a land that flowed with milk and honey. And the children whom he had raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. Okay. And yeah, and, and the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month, even at even in the plains of Jericho. 
And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, uh-huh. unleavened cakes, okay, and parched so, corn in the selfsame day. Yeah, because they hadn't lived in the land to do their own farming and uh, their own uh, harvesting. Mm-hmm. So so the the fruit of the land was there for them to consume. All right, back to you. Verse 12. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore. But they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Jericho, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went, in, went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of Yahweh am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of Yahweh's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Okay, so the angel of Yahweh appeared to Joshua and he said, Whoa, <laughs> I'm bowing yeah. before this, this person. All right, very good. Chapter 6. Chapter 6. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, and all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests, and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant. And let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of Yahweh. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of Yahweh. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before Yahweh and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of Yahweh followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and the re-reward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall you shout. So the ark of Yahweh compassed the city, going about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of Yahweh. And seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of Yahweh went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them. But the re-reward came after the ark of Yahweh, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they compassed the city once and returned into the camp. So they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose up early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for Yahweh has given you the city. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to Yahweh. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she did, she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel accursed, and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto Yahweh 
They shall come into the treasury of Yahweh. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she has, as you swear unto her. <clears throat> okay, well this proves that the uh, that uh, Rahab's house was not broken down, did not fall, and that part of the city of Jericho still stands. Right. Okay, very good. Verse 23, And the young men that were spies went in, and brought out Rahab, and her father, and her mother, and her brethren, and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred, and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron, they put into the treasury of the house of Yahweh. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive, and her father's household, and all that she had. And she dwells in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before Yahweh that rise up and build this city, Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So Yahweh was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. Okay, all right, this again, this dovetails very well. It's all confirmed by the Amarna letters, and in recent years, there's been a ton of research and documentation of the Amarna letters, which basically are correspondence from the Canaanite uh, overlords back to Egypt, uh, asking for protection from the Habiru, okay? Well, they're obviously the Hebrews, okay? The secular th- uh, theologians, <laughs> secular theologians, so the secular Analysts say, well, this can't be the Israelites because Habaru means people who cross over. It means nomads. Well, well, that's what the Israelites were at the time. All right? They had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. How else are you going to describe them? All right? So the Amarna letters prove that these, in fact, were the Israelites. Back to you. Chapter 7. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of Yahweh was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite I. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. So there went up thither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of I. And the men of I smote of them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shevarim, and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of Yahweh until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, Yahweh God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side, Jordan. <laughs> oh, Lord, what okay. shall I say when Israel turns their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ around us and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? Okay, so that, this is what happens when you grab the, uh, what do you call it, the idols, of the of the Canaanites mm-hmm. uh, and drag them along with you. 
<laughs> All right, back to you. They got what they deserved. That's they? right, yeah. yeah. Verse 10, And Yahweh said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Uh oh, it's in their backpacks. (laughs) All right, get that stuff out of your backpacks now. (laughs) Right? Whoa, okay. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith Yahweh, God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which Yahweh taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which Yahweh shall take shall come by households, and the household which Yahweh shall take shall come man by man. Okay, so uh, let's interject here. Now we recall the situation where the scriptures say, the KJV says, <laughs> that Rachel took the idols from her father's, uh, Laban's household, and hid them in, in the pouches of, you know, the camel or whatever she was riding. And so, but these, these are not referred to as accursed things. And what we discovered was that those were not actually images, idols. They were deeds. Legal documents. They, they yeah. were legal documents. So it's, uh, it must be clear that that's a really bad translation of the King James. They did not mm-hmm. understand what, what Rachel was actually hiding. She was the legal documents because she, as the daughter of Laban, I don't think he had any sons, would inherit that land, right? And so she wanted <laughs> those documents that gave her the inheritance. And so this is obviously a completely different situation where these are actual idols, okay? It doesn't say what uh, what uh, what they're made out of wood or stone or whatever. But uh, obviously in this situation they were a curse, but not with Rachel. Back to you. Yeah, that was a really bad translation. Yeah, that, right. That they <clears throat> okay, verse 15, And it shall be for that, that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of Yahweh, and because he has wrought folly in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of the Zarhites, and he brought the family of the Zarhites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to Yahweh God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against Yahweh, God of Israel. And thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment. Oh! (laughs) Babylonish Babylonish garment. Right. And 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. Then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran unto the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent, and brought them unto Joshua, and unto all the children of Israel, and laid them out before Yahweh. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? Yahweh shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones, and burned them with fire, after they had stoned them with stones. 
And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So Yahweh turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Wow. I wonder if this pile of stones still exists. I wonder if uh, any archaeologists have taken this clue <laughs> from Joshua chapter 7. All right. Chapter 8, the fall of Ai. Yep. Chapter 8, And Yahweh said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai, and his people, and his city, and his land. And thou shalt do to Ai and her king, as thou didst unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof, and the cattle thereof, shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua arose, and all the people of war, to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out thirty thousand mighty men of valor, and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but be ye all ready. And I and all the people that are with me will approach unto the city. And it shall come to pass when they come out against us as at the first that we will flee before them for they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city for they will say they flee before us as at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them. Then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city for Yahweh your God will deliver it into your hand. And it shall be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire according to the commandment of Yahweh shall you do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them forth, and they went to lie in ambush and abode between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. And Joshua rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up, he and the owners of Israel, before the people to Ai. And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between them and Ai. And he took about 5,000 men and sent them to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, even all the host that was on the north of the city and their liars in wait on the west side of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. And it came to pass when the king of Ai saw it, that they hasted and rose up early. And the men of the city went out against Israel to battle. He and all his people at a time appointed before the plain. But he wist not there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. And all the people that were in Ai were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua and were drawn away from the city. And there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel that went out, went not out after Israel. And they left the city open and pursued after Israel. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, stretch out the spear that is in thy hand toward Ai, for I will give it into thy hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city. And the ambush arose quickly out of their place. And they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered into the city and took it, and hasted and set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven, and they had no power to flee this way or that way. And the people that fled to the wilderness turned back upon the pursuers. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the men of Ai. And the other issued out of the city against them. So they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And they smote them so that they let none of them remain or escape. And the king of Ai took alive and brought him unto Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness, wherein they chased them. And when they were all fallen on the edge of the sword, 
until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. And so it was that all that fell that day, both of men and women, were twelve thousand, even all the men of Ai. For Joshua drew not his hand back, wherewith he stretched out the spear, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the cattle and the spoil of that city Israel took for a prey unto themselves, according to the word of Yahweh, which he commanded Joshua. And Joshua burnt Ai and made it a heap forever, even a desolation unto this day. And the king of Ai he hanged on a tree until eventide, and as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass from down take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city, and raise thereon a great heap of stones that remains unto this day. Wow, they did this for, even for a Canaanite, right? <laughs> they wouldn't allow him to hang on the tree or cross or whatever uh, after sundown, okay? Even though they were already in a cursed people. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, back to you. Verse 30, Then Joshua built an altar unto Yahweh God of Israel in Mount Ebal. As Moses, the servant of Yahweh, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones, over which no man has lift up any iron. And they offered thereon burnt offerings unto Yahweh, and sacrificed peace offerings. And he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. And all Israel, and their elders, and officers, and their judges, stood on this side the ark, and on that side before the priests, the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of Yahweh, as well as the stranger, as as he that was born among them, half of them over against Mount Gerizim, and half of them over against Mount Ebal, as Moses, the servant of Yahweh, had commanded before, that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel, with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. Okay, and those uh, strangers were Ger. So our people. Right, exactly. Okay, chapter 9. Chapter 9. And it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side Jordan, in the hills and in the valleys and in all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon, the Hittite and the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite heard thereof that they gathered themselves together to fight Joshua and with Israel with one accord. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai, they did work wilily and went up and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up and old shoes and clouded upon their feet and old garments upon them. And all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua into the camp at Gilgal and said unto him and to the men of Israel, we be come from a far country. Now, therefore, make you a league with us. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Peradventure you dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are you? And from whence come you? And they said unto him, From a very far country thy servants are come because of the name of Yahweh thy God. For we have heard the fame of him. And all that he did in Egypt. And. So tourists, curiosity seekers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, shoot. I just lost my place. <laughs> okay. Joshua uh, 9 10. 9 10. Okay. Yeah, it's the next verse. Yeah. 9 10? Yeah. Joshua okay. chapter 9, verse 10. Okay. Yeah, because uh, they, yeah, they have heard the fame of Yahweh and all that he did in Egypt. So, you know, of course, uh, the, the the fame of Yahweh and what the Israelites did was common knowledge now among all the Canaanites and probably all the surrounding countries as well. Okay, for sure. 
right. Okay, I got it. I clicked on the wrong button and okay. lost my place. Yeah. Verse 10. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond Jordan, to Sihon, king of Heshbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, which was at Ashtaroth. Wherefore, our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake to us, saying, Take victuals with you for the journey, and go to meet them, and say unto them, We are your servants. Therefore, now make you a league with us. This, our bread, we took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now, behold, it is dry and it is moldy. And these bottles of wine, which we filled, were new, and behold, they be rent. And these are garments, and our shoes are become old by reason of the very long journey. Oh boy, oh vey, we're so persecuted. <laughs> All right, this is probably where the Jews get the idea from, right? Right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Verse 14, And the men took of their victuals, and asked not counsel at the mouth of Yahweh. And Joshua made peace with them, and made a league with them, to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. And it came to pass at the end of three days, after they had made a league with them, that they heard that they were neighbors, and that they dwelt among them. And the children of Israel journeyed, and came into unto their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon, and Chephira, and Beeroth, and Kerjethajerim. And the children of Israel smote them not, because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by Yahweh, God of Israel. And all the congregation murmured against the princes. But all the princes said unto the congregation, We have sworn unto them by Yahweh, God of Israel. Now, therefore, we may not touch them. Okay, so be careful what you swear to (laughs) using his name. Real careful, real careful, folks. Okay. So this is how they weasel their way into it. Yeah, right, right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make a deal. Yeah. Verse 20, this we will do to them. We will even let them live, lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swear unto them. And the princes said unto them, Let them live, but let them be hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all their congregation, as the princes had promised them. And Joshua called for them, and he spake unto them, saying, Wherefore have you beguiled us, saying, We are very far from you, when you dwell among us? Now therefore you are cursed, and there shall be none of you be freed from being bondmen, and hewers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. And they answered Joshua and said, Because it was certainly told thy servants how Yahweh thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore, we were sore afraid of our lives because of you and have done this thing. And now, behold, we are in thine hand, as it seemeth good and right unto thee to do unto us do. And so he did unto them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel that they slew them not. And Joshua made them that day hewers of wood and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of Yahweh, even unto this day in the place which he should choose. Okay, this fulfills the prophecy. This fulfills the prophecy that the children of Canaan, the descendants of Canaan himself, would also be servants to Israel. Okay. All right. Chapter 10. Now it came to pass when Adonazedek, king of Jerusalem, had heard how Joshua had taken Ai and he and had utterly destroyed it, as he had done to Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, that they feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city, as one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than Ai, and all the men thereof were mighty. Wherefore, Adonazedek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Hoham, king of Hebron, and unto Piram, king of Jarmuth, and unto Japhia, king of Lachish, and unto Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up unto me and help me, that we may smite Gibeon, for it had made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, 
gathered themselves together and went up, they and all their hosts, and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And Yahweh discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that go up to Beth Haran and smote them to Azekah and unto Makeda. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Beth Haran that, that Yahweh cast down great stones from heaven oh. upon them unto Azekah and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. We need hailstones to come down on the United Nations building. I'm yeah, going to start praying for that. that today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to see that real bad. <laughs> All right. Then spake Joshua unto Yahweh in the day when Yahweh delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. And thou, moon, in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Joshua? Jasher, Jasher. Yeah. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that Yahweh hearkened unto the man, to the voice of a man. For Yahweh fought for Israel. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp to Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. And it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Makeda. And Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave and set the men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies. And smite the hindmost of them. Suffer them not to enter into the cities. For Yahweh your God has delivered them into your hand. And it came to pass when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter. Till they were consumed. That the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities. And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Then said Joshua, open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. And they did so and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Edwin. And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with him, Come near, put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed, be strong and of good courage, for thus shall Yahweh do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward Joshua smote them and slew them and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging upon the trees until the evening. And it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded. And they took them down off the trees and cast them into the cave wherein they had been hid and laid great stones in the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. And that day Joshua took Makeda and smote it with the edge of the sword. And the king thereof he utterly destroyed them and all the souls that were therein. He let none remain, and he did to the king of Makeda as he did unto the king of Jericho. Then Joshua passed from Makeda and all Israel with him unto Libna and fought against Libna, and Yahweh delivered it also. 
and the king thereof into the hand of Israel. And he smote it with the edge of the sword, and all the souls that were therein, he let none remain in it, but did unto the king thereof as he did unto the king of Jericho. And Joshua passed from Libna, and all Israel with him, unto Lachish, and camped against it, and fought against it. And Yahweh delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel, which took it on the second day, and smote it with the edge of the sword, and all the souls that were therein, according to all that he had done to Libna. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish. And Joshua smote him and his people, until he had left none remaining. And from Lachish, Joshua passed into Eglon, and all Israel with him. And they encamped against it, and fought against it. And they took it on that day, and smote it with the edge of the sword. And all the souls that were therein, he utterly destroyed that day, according to all that he had done to Lachish. And Joshua went up from Eglon, and all Israel with him, unto Hebron. And they fought against it. And they took it, and smote it with the edge of the sword, and the king thereof, and all the cities thereof, and all the souls that were therein, he left none remaining, according to all that he had done to Eglon, but destroyed it utterly, and all the souls that were therein. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to Debir, and fought against it. And he took it, and the king thereof, and all the cities thereof, and they smote them with the edge of the sword, and utterly destroyed all the souls that were therein. He left none remaining, as he had done to Hebron, so he did to Debir, and to the king thereof, as he had done also to Libna and to her king. So Joshua smote all the country of the hills and of the south and of the vale and of the springs and all their kings. He left none remaining, but utterly destroyed all that breathed, as Yahweh God of Israel commanded. And Joshua smote them from Kadesh Barnea, even unto Gaza, and all the country of Goshen, even unto Gibeon. And all these kings and their land did Joshua take at one time, because Yahweh God of Israel fought for Israel. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, unto the camp to Gilgal. Yeah, now many of these cities are actually mentioned in the Amarna letters. Uh, the vast majority of these letters are complaints to the Pharaoh of Egypt. Hey, we're being overrun by these Habiru, and uh, we're defenseless. And you won't help us, <laughs> right? That's because the king of Egypt had lost his army in the Exodus time and really was not able to help them. All right, chapter 11. Chapter 11, and it came to pass when Jabin, king of Hazor, had heard those things that he sent to Jobab, king of Madon, and to the king of Shimron, and to the king of Akshapha, and to the kings that were on the north of the mountains and of the plains south of Chinneroth, and in the valley, and in the borders of Dor on the west, and to the Canaanite on the east and on the west, and to the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Jebusite in the mountains, and to the Hivite under Hermon in the land of Mizpah. And they went out, they and all their hosts with them, much people, even as the sand that is upon the seashore in multitude, with horses and chariots very many. And when all these kings were met together, they came and pitched together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, Be not afraid of them, for tomorrow about this time will I deliver them up all slain before Israel. Thou shalt hold their horses and burn their chariots with fire. So Joshua came and all the people of war with him against them by the waters of Merom suddenly, and they fell upon them. And Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Israel, who smote them and chased them unto great Zidon and unto Misrepothemain. <laughs> Cannot read that one. Yeah. And unto the valley of Mizpah eastward. And they smote them until they left them none remaining. And Joshua did unto them as Yahweh bade him. He hoed their horses and burnt their chariots with fire. And Joshua at that time turned back and took Hazor and smote the king thereof with the sword. For Hazor before time was the head of all those kingdoms. And they smote all the souls that were therein with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was not any left to breathe, and he burnt Hazor with fire. 
And all the cities of those kings and all the kings of them did Joshua take and smote them with the edge of the sword. And he utterly destroyed them as Moses, the servant of Yahweh, commanded. But as for the cities that stood in their stood still in their strength, Israel burned none of them, save Hazor only, that Joshua did burn. And all the spoils of those cities and the cattle, the children of Israel took for a prey unto themselves. For every man they smote with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them. Neither left they any to breathe. As Yahweh commanded Moses his servant, so did Moses command Joshua. And so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that Yahweh commanded Moses. So Joshua took all that land, the hills and the valley, the hills and all the south country and all the land of Goshen and the valley and the plain and the mountain of Israel and the valley of the same, even from the Mount Halak that goes up to Seir, even unto Baalgad in the valley of Lebanon under Mount Hermon and all their kings he took and smote them and slew them. Joshua made war a long time with all those kings. There was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel, save the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon. All other they took in battle. For it was of Yahweh to harden their hearts, that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might destroy them utterly, and that they might have no favor, but that he might destroy them as Yahweh commanded Moses. And at that time came Joshua, and cut off the Anakims from the mountains, from Hebron, from Debir, from Anab, and from all the mountains of Judah, and from all the mountains of Israel. Joshua destroyed them utterly with their cities. There was none of the Anakims left in the land of the children of Israel. Only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod there remained. So Joshua took the whole land according to all that Yahweh said unto Moses. And Joshua gave it for an, inherit, an inheritance unto Israel according to their divisions by their tribes. And the land rested from war. Okay, and these Anakim are probably giants as well. Okay. All right, so we have, uh, well, we have about three minutes left, so let me take a look at uh, chapter 12. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to uh, fit this in today. No. So uh made a tremendous progress here. There's a long list of kings uh, in chapter 12. So, yeah, we're not going to be able to get through all of that. So, but uh, the the important thing, uh, all this archaeology that's come out recently about the Amarna letters, Mount Ebal, and other places where the name of Yahweh has been inscribed circa 1400 B.C. is uh, archaeological proof that all of these events took place and that the Israelites were the one and only people to worship Yahweh in those days. Very important archaeological evidence to that effect. And so uh, uh, we've put uh, lots of videos up on the main page of Eurofolk Radio documenting all of that. So I would encourage everybody to go and uh, you know look at those because it's proof that the Bible is true. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's very good stuff. The, the, we, the Israelites of the world, are having our worldview verified <laughs> by archaeology and boy uh, we're seeing that the end times prophecies of the collapse of civilization by mystery babylon are taking place right now too okay so uh, what's gas prices like in your neck of the woods uh, about 4.45 a gallon yesterday okay How about you? well same same here really although, okay. although i've seen a couple were close to five you know, in, in the uh, center of the city, the because uh, I'm I'm in Chicago right now, and uh, the exits from the expressways are the most expensive. So you, you're seeing some uh, gas stations with five dollars a gallon. It's going to continue to go up mm-hmm. because the supplies are short, the trucks aren't r- running on the roads, etc. And Shanghai is cut off from shipment, so it's going to get worse. I think it's deliberate, Daniel. Oh, it's, think, uh, it's deliberate, no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. All right. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass ammunition. Dan, see you next week. Thank you. All right, see you, see okay. you next week. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.